0: Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us at Life Family Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. Have your Bible with you. Open it up to the book of Isaiah, chapter 28. Tonight I want to talk to you about the benefit of praying in other tongues. The benefits of praying in other tongues. The benefits of praying in other tongues. Isaiah, chapter 28, verse 11 and 12, says this, For with stammering lips... And another tongue will he speak to this people to whom he has said this is the rest where ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing that ye would not hear. First Corinthians 14 21 says in the Lord is written with men of other tongues and other lips. Will I speak unto this people? And yet for all that would not hear me says the Lord of hosts. Number one tongues speaking in tongues comes from the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You cannot speak in other tongues unless you've been born again. You get born again, you can get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you can get baptized in water, you can get baptized in water and get baptized in the Holy Ghost, or you can get baptized in water and come up out of the water speaking in other tongues. That's happened too. It's pretty cool. Tongues is the gateway to the supernatural. Every time you pray in other tongues, you are actually flowing in the supernatural because it's a supernatural thing. It's the Holy Spirit in you by your Spirit praying through you in an unknown language. It's known to God, but it's unknown to you. It's known to God, but it's unknown to you. Praying in other tongues helps you prepare for your future. You're here in this time period in your life, and when you pray into the tongues, you are pr- actually praying in the future for future events. When you're praying into the tongues, angels are activated by God on your behalf, removing obstacles out of the way. So praying in the tongues is very important. You should do it every single day. Pray into the tongues every day. In Matthew 3.11 John the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. He that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. So the baptism of the Holy Ghost comes from the infilling of the Spirit. Now, yes, once you get born again, you get God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, the three in one and one in three. It's like water. Water can be a vapor. Water can be a solid Ice and water can be liquid, but it's still water. So God the Father, God the Son. It's not three separate gods. God is one. But he's in three distinct personalities, three distinct entities. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Son and the Spirit come from the Father. God is not human, he's spirit. Jesus came in human form. Isn't it interesting? The gateway to this world is through your mother. Can you say amen? Yeah. Not to say that Jesus could not appear to us in a glorified form, glorified body. Not that angels can appear as God wills. But they're in a glorified form. Their bodies are filled with light. Did you know that? Jesus is filled with light. Scientists have discovered that blood is congealed light. So when Adam and Eve fell, they were full of light, and then they fell from grace because of sin, and the light within them congealed to blood. We are creatures of blood. Why? Because the life is in the blood. Pastor Marie getting ready to teach on blood covenant. I want to encourage each and every one of you to get in that class. At any other time in history, do you need to plead the blood of Jesus over your family than is right now? And you have a right to the blood of Jesus. In Luke 11:13, it says this, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? In John 7, 37 through 39, it says, In the last day of the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and said, If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly will flow forth rivers of living water. But this he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. So yes, you get God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but there are levels of in-depthness with the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. It's important that you get to know the Holy Spirit. He is the one who took the place of Jesus here on the earth. Jesus is not on the earth. He's seated at the right hand of the Father in the place of authority. Hello. And he sent the Holy Spirit. I mean, you can read John chapter 14, John chapter 15, John chapter 16, and John chapter 17, and you can see the benefits of Jesus saying, It's expedient for I go away. If I don't go away, the comforter will not come. But if I go away, I will send him to you to act on my behalf. To represent me. He will not draw attention to himself. He will always draw attention to Jesus. But he is the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, he is also a spirit being. He is not in human form. We know that to be true because when John the Baptist baptized Jesus in the Jordan River, the Bible says Jesus came up out of the water and the heavens opened up and the Spirit of God descended like a dove and enlightened upon him. The Holy Spirit, is he's got feelings. He can be grieved. He can be quenched. Okay, A sound system going haywire does not quench or grieve the Spirit of God. He's not a weakling. He's not wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. The Bible is very clear on what quenches him and what grieves him. We grieve the Holy Spirit by speaking words of doubt and unbelief. The words that we use. The words that we say grieves him. Quenching him is not allowing him to have his way in our life. I think there's a lot of ministers who don't understand the difference between grieving the Spirit of God and quenching the Spirit of God, okay? They'll, 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 they'll intermix that. They'll just say, well, if you don't respond, then you're, you're grieving the Holy Ghost. You're not grieving the Holy Ghost if you don't respond. If you don't respond, you're quenching. The word quench actually gives the connotation that you're literally grabbing the spirit of God by the neck by the throat and choking the life out of him when you quench. So what does that mean? You we don't allow the spirit of God to have his way in our life when he gives us an instruction. Or we don't allow the spirit of God to move in a service. That happens all the time. Spirit of God, the preaching of the Word, preaching of the Word, and suddenly the Spirit of God will begin to move, and then the Gestapo moves on people because they think that they're interrupting the service or anything like that. You know when it's the Holy Ghost, and you know when it's not the Holy Ghost. Now, there there are three things that will show up in a Holy Ghost service. The Word will show up, the Holy Ghost will show up, and the devil will show up. (laughs) Come on. And maybe the fourth thing would be people's unspiritual compulsions. They get a little exuberant. Okay. So if somebody gets a little exuberant and all that kind of stuff, they want to come in and they want to dance around, they want to shout and they want to whatever, and they're not bothering anybody, I mean that's okay with me. As long as they don't bother anybody. I mean if they want to go in the corner, stand on their head, clap their feet together, they fall on the floor, if they get up after the service and they're happy, at least they got something. Come on, hello somebody. I mean it's okay to have a little wildfire than no fire at all. But you know if they start bothering people, then there's a you know now, or somebody starts interrupting a service. I know exactly how to handle it. I know exactly how to handle it. And nobody knows that I handle it. I've learned from the best. I've learned from Brother Hagan. I've learned from Pastor Rodney. I've learned from Benny Hinn. I've learned from these guys. You know, I know exactly. You know, you just say, oh, look at Sister So-and-So. She's just having a wonderful time. Bring her here. Fire! And they fall on the floor. And then they lay on the floor for a while and all that kind of stuff, you know. And it kind of just stops the interruption. Amen. <laughs> I mean, we know exactly how to handle that, you know? Yeah. But we can't stop everything that happens in a revival service or a Holy Ghost service, or we may end up quenching the Spirit of God. And isn't it interesting, one person could be in their flesh, but this person sitting next to them could be actually be in the Spirit. Yeah, so you, you have to have a little bit of a, not the spirit of discernment, come on, a little a little you have to be a little discerning on which way the Holy Spirit wants to go. So tongues is the gateway to the supernatural. You should pray in tongues every single day. It doesn't matter if you pray 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, an hour, 2 hours, 3 hours. Just pray in the Spirit every day. The best time to pray in the Spirit is on your way to work because that will be the most challenging time. If you, if you, you, if you go out here on I-4 at 8 o'clock in the morning, I mean, you, you are, it's like warring tongues will come on you. Praise Thank <laughs> you. You know what I'm saying? Because people are cutting you off, and then you, just, and then you got the, the one in the low rider Mazda. <laughs> <laughs> and with the muffler. And he's the guy that caused the accident five miles up the road. And now you're more than backed up, because whatever, he, whatever. Pray in tongues. I remember uh, Kayla Walton and um, Kayla Hartman. They were one particular morning. They were on the way to RBI. Oh, no, it was Shannon Stoltzfus. It was Kayla, Kayla Hartman and Shannon Stoltzfus. And they were praising God. They had the music going. They were worshiping God. They were praying in tongues. And they came off to get on to uh, 75 to go to school off of I-4. Well, it was backed up. 75 was backed up. So all of a sudden, they're worshiping God and Kayla Hartman looked in the rearview mirror and a lady behind them was, I mean, trying to stop and did not stop and, boom, plowed into the back of them. Now watch this. This is just so cool. So when they get out, Kayla Hartman looked at the back of her car. There was no damage whatsoever done to the back of their car, but the lady's car that hit them was smashed. <laughs> totally smashed. And she's like, are you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm okay. You okay? Yeah, good. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Well, it looks like you didn't do any damage to my car. I think we're good. You were good? Yeah. But look at my car. I said, I oh, no. well, you know. I mean, I got to go to school. You know, we could push you over to the side of the road. But... <laughs> Because I asked them, "What were you doing?" They said, "We were worshiping. We were praying in other tongues. We got our groove on. Praise God, Amen. We just, we just worshiping God." And all of a sudden, I look up, bam! Awesome. It was an angel. Bumped into the angel. Yeah. The angel just put a hand there. Yeah. So there's something about praying in the spirit that brings protection. Praying in the spirit taps it yourself into the supernatural. Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5 says this And being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith, he, You have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye will be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. Isn't it interesting? Jesus commanded them to do it. Why, Why did he make a, such a stern command? Because he knew that they needed power right. yeah. to be able to be a witness. Amen. So, isn't it interesting? God has provided ways to get healed in the Word of God, okay? I mean, there's all kinds of ways you can can be healed. One way is to be able to transfer healing is through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. When you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you're flowing with the supernatural because Acts 1.8 says you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you to be a witness. So you can lay hands, according to to the book of um, Mark chapter sixteen verse fifteen, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth shall be saved, he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow me. I believe in my name. They will cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. And if they drink anything deadly we will not hurt them. And in verse 21 says in the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs and wonders following. Okay, so we know that. Then another way is in James chapter five it says if anybody is sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church, and anointing with oil and the prayer of faith will save the sick. So is it it interesting, maybe God knew in the last days not everybody really would want to talk about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's very rare. Right. When's the last time you heard a message on the baptism of the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues? When's the last time you heard a message on the gifts of the Spirit, the nine gifts of the Spirit, I mean, besides here? That's, 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 that's not what's being talked about out there. Come on, now, what's being talked out there is to make you comfortable, to make you feel comfortable, not going to offend you so that you come back the following service. That that, that is the message that's out there, especially with some of the larger churches. And not only that, it's only an hour long. Come on, you start in at 10 and you're out by 11. Really? I thought though, I, I, this afternoon when I was taking a nap, and I, I thought I can't wait to get back to church tonight to see what God's going to do. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I, how how could how can you just have one service and then and then call it family time? I what sit in front of the television, watch a, you know a marathon of twenty four or something like that with Jack, whatever his name is. You, you know, or hey, Hallmark, right? Yeah, watch Hallmark all evening long until 11 o'clock at night. I just don't. Wow. I had a pastor tell me, so what do you do? Well, we do Sunday morning, we do Sunday night, and then we have Life Christian University on Tuesday, and then we have One Samaritan Prayer on Thursday, and he said, wow, y'all are really doing a lot. <laughs> and we're going soul winning, and we're doing Mass Miracle Healing Crusades, and we got a Bible school, and I look at Pastor Rodney and see what they're doing. We're hardly doing anything. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Pastor, he runs 300 cities. I mean, (laughs) he does like 13, 15 services. He wants to hit every single night in a new place. I mean, I look at myself and I'm like, we're hardly doing anything. I mean, y'all. And then other people look at me. I had a guy tell me the other day, the other pastor, I just don't know how you do it. I guess I just, some people are just built that way or something. And I'm like, I feel like I'm hardly doing anything. I've slowed stinking way down. I got to check my salvation. I mean, just, <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, just, I'm like used to doing stuff, doing stuff, doing stuff. I mean, if it was my way, we'd have church tomorrow night, and then we'd have church Tuesday night, and then maybe we to have church during the day in the morning, and then we'll do it, and we'll do it for like six weeks. I mean, that's what we'll do: we'll do Sunday, Monday morning, Tuesday, Monday night, Tuesday morning, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, Wednesday. I don't know if y'all'd come, but we still. I mean, I'd be. Me, myself, and I, and Andrew, maybe. Yeah. Praise God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We've slowed way, way down. Yeah. Way down. That's because everybody told me to slow way down. My board members told us to slow down. Talking, whoa, 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 whoa! Time is short, man. We got to redeem the time for the days are evil. Yeah, slow down. I'm not kidding. I am not kidding you. I feel like I, I, I told her that I feel like I've been sidelined for some reason. I mean, you know, I've been put on the bench. You know, I'm thinking, what's going on? I've been put on the bench. I know y'all look at me like that, but you're not me, you know. Right. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. And then I had a pastor friend of mine tell me, maybe God's just kind of repositioning some things and planning some things out. And there are, so I sense there are some things coming. I just, you know, and I've, but like I said, for the last two days, I've gotten up at 4 or 5 in the morning. Not because of the changeover. I, I got up before that. And just going in the living room and just praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost, petting Jesse, and petting Jesse, and then praying in the Holy Ghost, and then playing tug-of-war with Jesse, and then, then praying in the Holy Ghost, and then praying tennis ball with Jesse down the hallway. Praise God, amen. Yeah, I'm accomplishing more than just one task at a time. Praise God, amen. Entertaining the dog and praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yeah. Praying in the Holy Ghost. And I sense that. I sense that pull to pray more in the Holy Ghost. It says, You shall receive power. I was cracking myself up this morning. I, you know, it's a good day when you crack your own self up. I mean, I'm serious. I'm serious. You just crack yourself up. Some of the things, we got the Corona, Mama, my, Mama, my, 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 Sharona. I thought that was thinking awesome. I mean, I was like, what the heck is that? where did that come from? No, no, you shall receive power, power, power. And I've been hearing a lot of messages, even in the faith camp, about power and miracles and signs and wonders and things like that. I, I don't have to get God to do anything. He's already done it. Amen. I'm just going to flow with what he's already done. Right. It's because of what I've learned. It's what I've learned. I've, I've learned to recognize and still learning to recognize when the Spirit of God comes on somebody. You saw, Andrew. Yeah. I mean, I saw the hand of God come on him this morning. I mean, seriously, it was strong on him, too. I mean, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that. Amen. Right? Because obviously the Holy Ghost wants to do something in somebody's life. Amen. And if we could just learn to flow with him and go with him, Amen. come on. Yeah. And then sometimes I sense we're getting ready to have a, a really good move of the Holy Ghost. And then the enemy will come and try to discourage you. Yes try to put depression on you and things like that and you just got to lift your hands and you got to praise the Lord and you just got to speak out of your mouth and tell the devil to go to hell get out of my house and get off my property I know God's about to do something or you wouldn't be trying come on hello somebody you wouldn't be trying me and then you, you begin to learn to recognize man now, I actually even said because like, some tried to come on me yesterday like depression and loneliness and I so said what the heck is this? Oh God's about to move! Get out of my house! God's about to do something. I don't I don't know how He knows like I said, maybe he might, be, he might know just a little bit because He's in the spirit realm too. He doesn't fully know everything, but maybe there's a sense. Come on, hello, somebody. I, I would be a fool to think that the devil hasn't attached or tried to attach some demon spirits to prevent people from coming here. I'm telling you. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I mean, there was a messenger of Satan that was around Paul. Hello, it was assigned to him. to dis- And that sucker, everywhere Paul went, two things happened revival or riot. I mean, that's, those are the two things that happened. And you, you don't think that the enemy would try to discourage people from not coming to this place to hear the word of God and get a touch from heaven? Yeah, he absolutely would. Come on, hello, somebody. Yeah, get, when people get their needs met. It comes from the baptism of the Holy Ghost, praying things out in the Spirit. So it's important to pray things out in the Spirit. Acts 1.8 says, and you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the utmost parts of the earth. Acts 4.33 says, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. So there's something about power, something about the power of God. In Acts chapter 6, verse 8, Stephen, who was a deacon and a ministry of service, wasn't even a five-fold minister, and it says this: And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people he wasn't even a five-fold minister Acts 10 38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost of power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him one of the key things that I've learned and I'm still learning haven't arrived at, by no means in any area is we cannot have a demonstration of a manifestation of a miracle without the anointing the anointing is the key the anointing is the key. What works in here works out there. What works in here will work on the street corner. It's not just limited to a church service. The anointing is the anointing, period. I heard Benny Hinn say this. He said, you could have an anointing on the minister and no anointing in the service and something will happen. He said, you could have an anointing in the service, no anointing on the minister, and something would happen. He said, when you have an anointing on the minister and an anointing in the service, not only will something happen, but people's lives will be changed. Amen. I thought earlier, man, we were worshiping God, and I think to myself, it's good enough to breathe in front of thousands of people. The worship is amazing. And, and, and the reason I can say that is because I've been to so many churches. You have to admit that the, the, the worship is amazing. Amen. You walk in the place and you can feel the presence of Almighty God. Amen. And that comes from the worship. It comes from the anointing. I cannot tell you, for years, for years, I thought, man, if we could just have the anointing and the worship and anointing in the place and the anointing that comes through the Word of God, the miracles would pop like popcorn. And we have miracles here. I'm not waiting for miracles. We have miracles. Right. We have proof. documented, yep. Documented miracles. Right. I mean, we have pictures of miracles, even for dogs. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, on my computer at home, I got blaze. The before and after blaze with the tumor and blaze with no tumor. Totally documented. Amen. Picture before, Tumor hanging out the ear, bloody tumor. Then a the picture after. No bloody tumor, same ear. Je- I mean, my, my dog Jesse tried to uh, had something on her, on her arm, but we laid hand and curse it within three days it fell off. Fell off. I'm like, this is awesome. He's a biblical. Yes, He said, I'll pour out my spirit upon. All flesh. Amen. There's no resistance either. Lay hands on the dog, no resistance. Lay hands on the dog, there's no no debating there's God who does, does miracles today or not. There's there's no lack of belief laying hands on the dog. And I pray for Jesse. We tuck her in, you know, by the bedside and everything with her blankies and all that kind of stuff. And we kneel down and we pray for her and kiss her. And, Lord, we just thank you for this wonderful dog. And she's just so amazing. And she'll live. She'll be the longest living Belgian Malinois ever. Amen. I mean, they normally live anywhere between 15 to 16 years. I think the longest one was 18 to 19. Jesse's going to be 2021. 20, Praise God. Amen. Or Jesus will come back, and if the rapture's happening, she's coming because I'm going to snatch her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm reaching down, snatching You're not forgetting my. She ain't going through the tribulation period. Amen. Snatch my dog. I told you, if I got God, my wife, and my dog, I got everything. Amen. Praying in tongues praise you in the will of God. Praying in other tongues praise you into the will of God. That's the reason why you have to pray in tongues. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven through 14 says this, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and you shall seek me and find me, when you shall search with me all your heart, and I will be found of you, says the Lord. That is so powerful. Let me read that again. Listen. I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you an expected end, then shall you call upon me, you shall go and pray unto me, I will hearken to you, and you shall seek me and find me. When you search for me with all your heart, and you will be found, says the Lord. So God likes to play hide and seek, but he always likes to be found come on, hello, you will call unto me and I will answer. There is no ceiling with God. A person who says that my prayers are hitting the ceiling is a person who is not praying in the Holy Ghost. I just feel like my prayers are just hitting the ceiling. It's not God's fault, it's yours. Because he says right here, call unto me and I will answer. Go and pray to me. And I will answer, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Thoughts for good and not for evil. It's like the prayer of Jabez. Lord, bless me indeed. Lord, keep me from evil, that I may not cause you pain, myself pain, or anyone else pain. Lord, expand my territory. And the Bible says, and the Lord answered and granted unto Job his prayer. And that's Old Testament. I pray that a lot. Lord, keep me from evil. Keep me from my stupid weaknesses in which the devil tempts me with so that I can, don't cause you pain, myself pain, or anyone else around me pain. Yeah. Listen, I understand the decisions I make affect the lives of others. I totally understand that. But most people don't. They make those decisions anyway. They're not, they're not thinking about anybody else but themselves. They're Would it not affect you if Marie and I really royally messed up? Absolutely, it would affect you. It would affect you greatly. That's the reason why we're not that selfish. Come on, hello, somebody. I really, we're going to stand before the throne of God, and we royally mess up, and yeah, there's forgiveness and all that kind of stuff. People aren't that forgiving. (laughs) Come on, hello, they're not that forgiving. And not only that, it affects their spiritual life and everything. And Satan Satan doesn't, listen, he he waits. I don't care. Satan is patient. He waits. Come on. For the right time when you affect the most people. That's the reason why we covet your prayers. Please pray for us. So, we have now made a decision on where we're going for next year's crusade. We're going to Nagua, Dominican Republic. And so, we had three cities to choose from. We were working with Fernando. So, it will be June of 2021. Even the dates are coming in. And so, Pastor Murray is about to release the applications to you all first. First come, first serve. Praise God. Amen. And you have... More than a year and a half to raise the 2560 or whatever it is, 2550 or whatever it is. 2550. So do it quickly. Get get in, because it's going to be first come, first serve. And we're planning on taking a team and working on the buses and all that kind of stuff. And um, people are getting excited about it, even in that country. There will be a move to a lot of cities in the Dominican Republic, but there's coming, we're going to do the capital city. And we're going to be in the stadium because that's ultimately where we're going to be going. Amen. And Fernando and I and Pastor Marie, we've talked about it. There's the right timing to do that stadium. But right now we're reaching several other cities. And and over the years there's been a name from our team in and the, and the ministry, in the country, where pastors are now remembering us in the cities and they're, they're asking us to come back and then other pastors who have talked to those other pastors in cities we haven't and now they're asking us, please come, please come, please come. So it's going to gear up for one big event in, in, in the stadium. Yeah. So these are things. So what do you have to do? we got to pray these things out, pray in the spirit. Can you say amen? Amen. So when you pray in tongues, you pray out the perfect will of God for your life. Praying in tongues keeps your faith built up and keeps you in the love of God. If there's an issue that you have with somebody that you can't get the victory over, especially loving, you have to pray more in the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Because all of us can fall into offense and be offended with people you should have said amen on that one right okay. praying in tongues keep your faith jude verse 1 verse 20 21 says jude 1 20 and 21 says this but you beloved building yourself up in your most holy faith praying in the holy ghost keeping yourselves in the love of god looking for mercy for mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ into our life. So praying in tongues keeps you in the love of God when people are unlovely. And not only that, it invokes the mercy of God in which we need, so therefore we should give mercy to others in which they need. Amen. If we need mercy in our lives, then we have to give mercy to somebody else. And we have to be loving. And praying in the Spirit of God keeps you in the love of God. Because Romans 5.5 says that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So it's in there. Come on. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentle self-control. So if we're having a hard time loving someone, pray in the Spirit. Do you know that the enemy will actually hinder you from praying in the Spirit? When the Spirit of God is prompting you to pray and you're like, oh, I'm just tired. Oh, I worked all week. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> but when you pray in the Holy Ghost, and you start out, there'll be a point in time where it'll just flow like rivers. And then all of a sudden, you're like, man, you're in the zone. Why? Because you go from the natural realm into the spirit realm. And sometimes kickstarting kick that sucker can be kind of hard because <laughs> you're tired. You're in your flesh. Truly, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So praying in other tongues. Now, that builds your faith. Keeping yourself in your most holy faith. Praying. Building yourself up in your most holy faith. So you have something. Faith is activated to a greater degree by praying in the Spirit. It really is. It, it's a building. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. You know your weaknesses. You know them. And Satan will try to capitalize on them. Praying in the Spirit of God keeps you connected with God, the one who lives on the inside of you. Praying in tongues keeps your faith built up in the love of God. Praying in tongues keeps your tongue under control. Oh! Praying in other tongues keeps your tongue under control. Oh, this is a really good one. And it can apply to every single one of us in here. Ever let your tongue just ramble on? Oh, my goodness. You can always tell the person who hasn't been praying in other tongues by what's coming out of their mouth. That is a fact. Because if you pray more in the Spirit, you pray in other tongues, the Spirit of God will grab a hold of your tongue and say, Don't say that! Don't respond to that on Facebook. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I wanted to respond and then suddenly my finger on my right hand my pointing finger hit delete 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 delete. Delete 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 delete. Ding 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 I have gotten so much better. But it's taken years. <laughs> I've gotten so much better. It's not even worth it. Not even worth it. Just, you cannot share the whole counsel with God on Facebook with somebody. I mean, there are some preachers who write, like, entire pages in their feed. Nobody reads it, right? Nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody reads it. You know Who, who got time for that? And a lot of it's their personal own a personal opinion and all that kind of that they're pontificators yeah, they... and they like to hear their own voice ever been around somebody that likes to hear their own voice oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember Pastor Josh, you know, when he was younger, before he had married Kate and all that kind of stuff, and the girls would swoon over Josh, you know, ooh, you know, Josh. And then there was one particular girl that would just talk and talk and talk and talk. I don't know if she was at RBI or somewhere, but she would just talk. And suddenly he was like, shut up. I mean, you see Pastor Josh saying that, you know, shut up. And then she's like, "Oh, he's so wonderful, you know." Because <laughs> I think all the other guys wouldn't, you know, would just tolerate all. And he just took control and her And she, mm? <laughs> you know. And it would take, for Josh to do that, I mean, his personality, it would take a lot for him to say that. So, you know, he had it up to here. I mean, you're, shut up. Sometimes just, you need to do this to, to the devil. When he's bitty, 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 in your ear, sitting on your shoulder, shut up. God. Amen, pastor. You're preaching real good right there. <laughs> Sorry, I had to encourage myself in the Lord. <laughs> Can you know it's true? Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. He's talking about you. (laughs) Talking about you. Well, you know, well, praise the Lord. Praying in other tongues keeps your tongue under control. James 3, 5 through 10 says this. Even so the tongue is a little member, it boasts great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among members that defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast of birds and serpents and things of the sea tamed hath seen tamed in mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith blessed we God, even the Father, therewith curse. curse. Cursed men which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeded blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be. Man, we could bless the Lord Sunday morning, oh my soul, and then put somebody, bury somebody with our words in the afternoon. Wow. And James, he was the pastor in Jerusalem, and he actually said, Brothers, this shouldn't be. Brothers and sisters. The pastor of Life Family Church in Plant City says, Brothers and sisters, these things ought not be. Bless the Lord, one. Thou shalt not speak with forked tongue. Serpents have a forked tongue. Blessing and cursing. From the same tongue. Do not serpents, do not snakes have a forked tongue? Hath God said, You shall not surely die, but you will be just like God. Forked tongue. Blessing and cursing out of the same mouth. How? How do I get past that, Brother Jack? How do I get past it? Pray in other tongues. The more you pray in other tongues, the less forked tongue you shall speak. (laughs) (laughs) Me don't want little Holy Ghost. Me want big Holy Ghost. The more you pray in tongues, the less you speak with forked tongue. White man, speak with forked tongue. No. It doesn't matter if you're red, yellow, black, or white. We are all precious in his sight. Okay, you can still speak with forked tongue. It doesn't matter. What's going to help you not speak with forked tongue? Come on, talk to me. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. If you're thinking, is he talking about me? The answer is yes. (laughs) The answer is yes. (laughs) It gets awfully quiet. I mean, I'm just telling you, because we all fall into that. Come on, we all fall into it. One day we're praising God, Monday comes around. It Seems like people lose their salvation on Monday. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's not bad. My gosh, we like we're bopping and hopping and singing and praising God on Sunday morning. Sunday night's awesome, falling out, getting the joy. Then Sunday morning, we're cussing the guy that cut us off in traffic. I mean, what is that? No. <laughs> I love you, Lord. You blankety blank blank. Get out of my way. <laughs> Man, 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 man! I praise you, Lord! I just praise you! I praise you! Oh my God! And you know it's true. Come on, you know it's true. I mean, you may not cuss, but you sure think about it. And Some of you do. Don't even look at me like that. You don't. Don't even. I heard, I heard Dr. Dufresne say, you know, he said, there's a lot of SOBs out there. <laughs> Sunday only bunch. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Dr. Dufresne Dr. Dufresne said it. I didn't say it. Dr. Dufresne said it. I didn't say it. Dr. Dufresne's in heaven. So there you go. Sunday only bunch. That's what he did. (laughs) Come on, you know it's true. Now listen. Sometimes thinking it it, is—it's okay. Sometimes I mean, it just—it just comes. But saying it, because there's those vain imaginations are going to come. What is a vain imagination? Anything that exalts itself above the throne of God. Okay, those thoughts are going to come. You're going to think it. But you don't have to say it out of your mouth. You just put it down. you got to put that sucker down. What will help you? Praying in the Holy Ghost. The more you pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on now, why? Because it's the gateway to the supernatural. And it controls your tongue. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, it controls your tongue. Now, when you start making these adjustments, when you make an adjustment, the enemy's going to oppose you. I remember when we started first playing, like, worship music, I mean, many years ago. Oh, 26 years ago, I guess it was. We started playing worship music in our home because we wanted to create our home a place where the presence of God is. There's music right now in my home being played right now. And not only that, the Word of God on on the iPod is being played. Worship music, that's 24-7 in my house. When we first started... Oh, man, like all hell broke loose. I'm, I'm serious. Oh, the computer crashed. The television went out. I mean, all this stuff. And I was like, my God. Within like four days, I mean, it was almost like a nuclear bomb went off of my home. So God's gonna, Satan's going to oppose you. But that, that's where you got to press in more. So if you start thinking, okay, I'm praying in the Holy Ghost more. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost more. And listen, we all, we all got to go to work. Come on. Hello, somebody. And usually in the morning, you got unless you're a stay at home or whatever. I mean, but you can take the first part of your day and take ten to fifteen minutes, put some worship music on, and start worshiping God and praising God. Do it. I mean, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you got to drive from one place to another place, you can do it too. When you get up in the morning, just say, "Good morning, Holy Spirit, Father. I just worship you today." Guys, when you're in the shower, when you're shaving, in between, yeah, I mean, just you're you building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, it will solve a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Now, at first, when you make these adjustments and you start making, you're going to, uh, I, it's unfortunate, the hell's going to break loose. But if you break through that, it's not going to be for a long time. It'll just be for a short time until you get into the habit of doing these things. So praying in the Holy Ghost. Keeps your tongue under control. So number one, tongues comes from the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Number two, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Number three, when praying in other tongues, you pray out the perfect will of God. Number four, praying in tongues keeps your faith built up and and keeps you in love. Number five, praying in the Holy Ghost keeps your tongue under control. Because If life and death is in the power of the tongue, what are you speaking over yourself? What what are the thoughts that are coming towards you that that are contrary to the Word of God that you're saying out of your mouth? Are Are you birthing life to those negative things? Are you birthing life to the negative? Now, I'm not talking about being in denial, okay? There's a big difference I remember Benny Hinn was in a service and he walked up to a lady and said, ma'am, you have cancer. She said, no, I don't. I said, no, the Lord spoke to my heart and said that, you know, you have cancer and God wants to heal. You know, I don't have cancer. I don't declare that. Well, okay, thank you. But the fact of the matter is, is you have cancer. Can't Cancer. You got cancer in you. Yeah, you she, no, no, I don't. No, I don't. There's faith, foolishness, and presumption. Recognizing the facts doesn't mean that you're not in faith. Amen. Oh my gosh! Let I mean, needs to put that on Facebook. Faith. Recognizing the facts doesn't mean that you're not in faith. Amen. Come on, you can you can know the facts, but the truth of God's word always overrides the facts. Amen. Knowing the facts doesn't mean that you're not in faith. Listen, I knew because I went to the doctor, I had malaria, but it didn't deny my faith. It didn't deny my confession or declaration. Yeah. I still declared. Come on, I still confessed. I still, come on, hello somebody. No matter how it affected my body, and it greatly affected my body to the point that it affected my gallbladder. And they wanted to take it out. I said, no, God put it in there for a reason. It's staying. So the gallbladder's still there. Praise God, amen. Even when they wanted to take it out. You still have a choice. Come on. You know, like Rocky, Rocky had a little bit of an accident at his house. He had gotten up. Rocky and Linda sat. Rocky had gotten up and he had hit an ottoman and he slipped and fell and hit his head on the on his chin on the on the table and knocked himself out. So he ended up in the hospital and all that kind of stuff. And then they gave him some medication, checked him out, did a cast scan, nothing broken, nothing happening. And so the next day he's like, I want out of here. Get me out of here. I know the facts. Thank you. Then the doctor forgot about him. <laughs> He's going to keep them in the hospital another day. And he told the nurse, the head nurse, pull these things out of me. Well, it's against medical. Yeah, I know, pull these things. Oh, you don't pull them out or I'm going to pull them out. Well, if you don't pull them out, then your insurance is not going to pay. Okay, call the doctor. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He was in there. He can go. Come on, hello. Knowing the facts doesn't change the truth of God's word. Amen. It's okay to know the facts. But understanding that the truth of God's word overrides the facts, you have to believe that. You have to believe it. Praying in the Holy Ghost helps you. Because if it builds your faith and controls your tongue, amen. And we all need to increase it. I even need to increase it. I mean, I pray in the Holy Ghost a lot. But I remember when I was praying three or four hours a day. I'm I'm not at that place of three or four hours a day. I'm probably about an hour I'd say about an hour a day praying in the Holy Ghost, give it take a little bit. But that's okay because in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus told the disciples, can you not pray with me one hour lest you fall into temptation? So you want to know the answer of falling into temptation? Did I just pray you? I saw a little, well, we'll see that in Jesus' name. Praise God, amen. <laughs> no, she got a nose. Go ahead, just take that. Praise God, amen. I saw the little globule just kind of come out and, it was showers of blessing. That's what it was. It was a shower. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, where was I? Have we ordered the pizza yet? It's here. it's here. Okay, great. Praise God. We'll bring this to an end so we can eat. Amen. But Praying in the Holy Ghost. It's an important thing to pray in the Holy Ghost. It controls your tongue. Can you say amen? amen. All right, come on. Stand to your feet if you would. Thank you for joining us this week. Don't forget to check out our website at lifefamilychurch.net.